Welcome to What's Going On, the weekly podcast and videocast of First United Methodist Church in Yankton, South Dakota. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of What's Going On. I'm Pastor Katie uh, here at Yankton First United Methodist, and I'm glad you could join me for this episode. So I want to do just a quick few announcements at the beginning, and then really what I'm doing today is I'm going to throw back this episode back to one that we aired last year uh, because it is Angel Tree time again. And we did an interview, I did an interview last year with uh, Jane Gilmore, uh, who's one of kind of our coordinators on our end of Angel Tree, and she does a wonderful job of explaining what Angel Tree does uh, and who it benefits, especially for our church, because we uh, benefit a community that nobody else does. And so I hope that you stick around uh, and catch that information and make sure that you pick up your Angel Tree and our angel, you don't have to take the whole tree, and get that back to us by December, I think, 15th. Um, but we just want to, I just want to kind of let you know some of the things that are coming up in the life of the church. We are entering Advent this Sunday, which is a busy, busy season in the life of the church and in the life of, I think, everybody. Uh, December just seems to be a time where there's a lot going on. It's, it's a wonderful time of year, not to be cliche, but I'm going to be, um, and so we just don't want you to miss out on what we have available to you. Uh, so one of the things I am looking for uh, are uh, Advent candle lighters, especially for second service. First service, I've kind of tasked someone else to find those. But if you are someone who attends second service regularly and you'd like to uh, get to light the Advent candles, I would love to have you or maybe partner with someone uh, to do some of the reading and then someone to light the candles please let me know that starts this sunday and so uh we've got the only one that we don't need one for second service would be december 12th because that sunday we have one service Uh, that is the our christmas program service our children and youth will be doing that service and then we have a potluck to follow i'm so excited uh to have our children and youth lead in worship Um, i don't know about you but i feel like our children and youth are some of um, our, our greatest gifts in this church. Uh, more than once, I feel like they have kind of led the way and shown us what it is to be faithful, what it is to be generous, what it is to be kind. Uh, and so I'm excited to have them bring the message that day. Uh, I want to say a special thank you to all those who helped to get the church prepped and decorated for our Advent and Christmas season. Uh, I'm so excited, so excited uh, that we're going to be in person this year. Last year, it just wasn't the same wasn't the same at all uh, and so that is just wonderful thank you thank you thank you to everyone who helped with that don't forget to pick up one of these daily devotionals for the season of Advent they're two dollars uh, we have them here at the church it's a daily reflection you get some scripture reading and a reflection uh, I just think a really great resource to keep you grounded during the season to keep you kind of focused on, on what the season is really about Also, starting uh, next week, so following, I think it would be November 30th, (coughs) I will be having a Tuesday Advent study. Tuesdays at noon, from noon to one. Uh, We're going to be doing one by Amy Jill Levine, who is just one of my favorite authors and and the studies that I've done with of hers have been super fruitful for me and so uh, that is open to anybody who would like to come you can bring your lunch with you if you need to that's no big deal Uh, but we will be getting that um, Tuesday November 30th here at the church at noon Um, also so we've got you know Advent coming we've got 
at the study. We've got, we need candle lighters. We've got our potluck happening on the 12th. Um, and then also the week of Christmas, that Tuesday, uh, we will be doing our blue Christmas service. And that is a special service um, where we acknowledge that for many of us, there's a lot of grief that we carry in this time of year, especially for those who have recently lost a loved one and this would be their first Christmas without them. But also we know that, that grief is not something that goes away within a year, that it is something again that we carry with us. And so if you are headed into this season with a certain level of grief or depression or anxiety, or just needing to acknowledge that not everything is as shiny and happy as maybe uh, we're pressured to feel. Uh, the Blue Christmas Service is a great service for you. I've, I find that it's particularly helpful to do Blue Christmas before Christmas Eve because it allows me to have kind of faced whatever it is that I'm carrying that's kind of weighing me down so that I can really experience the joy of Christmas Eve. Um, and so that'll be Tuesday night the week of Christmas at 7 p.m. here at the church. I'm also looking for special music for this season. So if you're someone who uh, plays an instrument that likes to sing, uh, if you want to record something and send it to us, if you'd like to be in person and, and share musically with us, uh, I would really love that, especially for our Blue Christmas and for our Christmas Eve services. Uh, and so please, please, if that is something that, that you've done or, or you're interested in doing, I would be more than interested in having you help us with that. Um, let's see, also coming up in about a month, we're going to be doing the banquet. So you're going to be seeing sign-up sheets uh, in the month of December for that. Uh, there's going to be, we're just going to provide a lot of opportunities for you to give back uh, this Christmas season. I think that's really important. I think that's part of our calling that Christmas isn't about what you get, it's about what you give um, and about and about who you surround yourself with. And so we want to make sure that that's uh, an opportunity for you. This week, however, before Thanksgiving, just a reminder that uh, there is no Wednesday night activities. Uh, 6.05 confirmation, youth group, and the trustee meeting that was scheduled for Wednesday night. All of those uh, are off this week so that you can get to your family for Thanksgiving. You can prep if you're the one that's hosting. Um, and, and we just want you to enjoy that time with your family. Uh, so that's a few of the things that are happening uh, in the life of the church. Uh, and before, before I get too long-winded here, I'm going to turn it over again, encourage you. We have, I think, almost 100 angels this year. Let's make sure we get them all taken care of. If you don't want to go shopping, you'll hear it in the, in the interview as well. The youth group will go shopping if you are willing to make a donation um, and, and just pay to cover the cost of the items. And so I think that is all that I have for you this week. And happy Thanksgiving, and God bless you. We'll see you on Sunday. I would love to have you share a little bit about what is Angel Tree and um, how it came about in our church, because different churches have it, but you know it benefits different places and different people. And so I'd love for you to share a little bit about the history of Angel Tree in our church. I suppose the very beginning is that uh, Tom, my husband, has worked on the Rosebud Reservation the first 20 years we were here. So he was going out there every week and somehow I got involved a little too when Tree of Life got started out at uh, on Rosebud. 
And um, so many people from church have gone out and helped with projects at uh, Tree of Life. But one of the times when we were out there helping get Christmas ready for people on, uh, on Rosebud, the director said to myself and probably whoever else was with us, would your church have any interest in doing a Christmas for people at Milk's Camp? They are actually tribal members, but they don't live on the reservation. And we would like to have for them to have some sort of special Christmas event also. So it was brought up here at church and people thought that sounded like a good idea. So um, rather than just gifts for four-year-old boys or whatever, it seemed like we wanted, the suggestion was that we try to make this personal because we were dealing with, I'm gonna say approximately 80 kids. So what we have done in the past is we've written a name and an age on, on an angel that is put on our tree and, um, and, and then delivered to Milk's Camp. And most people wonder where Milk's Camp is and what it is. And I must say, I learned a few facts about this last night when I was asking Tom how to explain Milk's Camp. Yeah, because I've lived in South Dakota my whole life and I had never heard of it. So I'm glad that you're going to share. Okay, well, this is my take on his, his uh, <laughs> helping me, was that um, at one time the reservation went all the way to the Missouri River. So it was settled by native people. And as, as settlers settled in and moved across the river and so forth, the reservation itself receded to Todd County. But there were some people who chose to stay where they were living and not move all the way to Mission, South Dakota area. So um, there was land that uh, belonged to a, a, a one of the sub chiefs of the reservation, and his last name was Milk. So where some of the people settled in that area, and that was called Milk's Camp. But they weren't confined to that area. They were they could choose to live in Bonesteel or Burke or any rural area they chose. And that's and it's a very uh, scattered group of people. But they still try to be supportive of each other. They do a Christmas potluck, and our gifts are given out at that time. And um, so it it has become a very big event in many families and for the kids. And some of the people in our church have tried to get the same names every year and follow the kids from say two or a newborn baby up to. So at 18, when you're out of, <clears throat> out of school, you sort of phase out of our individual gift program. Graduate from it maybe. Graduate, yes. <laughs> that sounds kinder than phase out. <laughs> so, so if I understand it right, it's, uh, so they're natives who it used to be it used to be reservation land way back and mm -hmm. when the reservation receded they chose to stay where they were so milk's camp isn't just like a town it's really kind of all of all of those uh, who are part of the tribe but who live outside of the tribal land in that general area and they kind Correct. of yes it's referred to or at least we refer to it that way i'm not sure if the people who, who live there do it. But yes, we the project, we, we refer to everybody. And it includes four school districts uh, that these kids attend. So they are scattered pretty wide, but they, 
I think they are very supportive of each other and probably also also many are related to each other. But. Yeah, so they're, they're all connected. And, and you said that they come together for this Christmas event. And that's yeah. really where, where the gifts that this church uh, supplies, that's where they get distributed. Yes. So I think, you know, that's, I think that's an incredible thing. And, and, you know, it's, so it started with Tree of Life, which is one of our Methodist mission outposts. Um, and for them to say, you know, here's a hole that no one is really meeting. And, and we want to make sure that we're, we're trying to bless as many people as we can. And for this church to step up and say, you know, we want to do that. We want to fill that hole. We want to meet the needs um, where, where they're not being met yet. Um, I think that's a pretty incredible thing and a pretty incredible uh, min ministry that we've been able to be a part of. It's been it's been a, a really fun, um, not fun, maybe not the right word, but um, inspiring kind of event to be involved in. And people always or often ask, well, can you take pictures or can we see, can we come? And we have never gone to the community dinner because we don't feel that that's, that they need somebody standing there watching them. Um, so, so anyways, we deliver the gifts and, and we, we are thanked gratefully. And uh, that's, that's, we sort of feel that that's our, our participation. Yeah, well, Jesus, you know, talked about that, you know, when we're doing something that, that if we do it, for the thanks, then the thanks will be the reward. But if we do it in faith, knowing that God knows and God sees uh, the blessing that is happening, that that we have, we build up our reward in heaven in that way. And so I think there is some, you know, we have the desire. I wish I could see the look on the kids' face when they open my present, and you know, because there's such joy in giving. Um, but to trust that when we give, even if we don't get to see that, that it's still happening and that that love of Christ is still being shown to those families. Um, I think that's really, really an incredible thing to get to be a part of. And so yeah. we've been doing this for how long in this church? You know, I can't remember for sure, but I know it's at least 12 to 15 years we've been going to Milk's Camp, but uh, uh, I don't know for sure. <laughs> It just starts to, it's been a while. It's been yeah, a while. It's been, been a while. And, every, and people always ask, well, when is the tree going up? Or when are we this? Or when are we that? But so, you know, lots of people do, are, are, do remember and want to participate. Yes. And so, I mean, I think that's, that's kind of the, the question is, um, you know, if you want to be a part of this ministry, and probably many who are watching have been uh, doing this for years already. And, and if, if you, um, maybe if you're one of the people that, that has kind of been following a kid or child through, through this process, you know, you can already be starting to pick up some items uh, in anticipation for, for the box that, that you're going to give. And so if someone is interested in doing this and maybe haven't done it before or it's been a while, what are some good or some guidelines or suggestions for what would be good and helpful gifts um, for, because you're, you're ranging from newborn to teenager. So, I mean, that's quite a range. It is a, quite a range. And one of the guidelines we've tried to, to use is um, one item of clothing. And we suggest that the clothing be a larger size than the age of the child. Uh, Native children are often a little broader in build, and uh, so you want something that's going to be uh, usable and wearable for a while. And one toy or game kind of item. Um, 
and then we offer the option uh, which um, for people who can't go shopping or uh, don't have an idea what to get a 13 year older or that sort of thing if they would put $25 in an envelope and it is very important that their angel be put in that envelope too because each gift is only identified by the angel that is taped to it. So if, if somebody from the youth group or from the church is going to do the shopping, they need to have that angel uh, with the name on it so that we can attach that to the gift. But the option of doing shopping for people has been a, a good fit for, uh, for people who just aren't able to get out and shop that want to be a part of it. Yeah, I think that would be a great way is you could you could just send in a donation marked as Angel Tree. And then when we get the angels, we can just attach an angel to that one and, and go shopping for that. So probably that $25 mark is kind of where, you know, if you're buying items or games or toys, you know, to, to kind of, that's sort of the ex, expected amount or, you know, kind of, again, a sort of guideline. Because you don't want one kid in a household to get something that's worth, you know, $5 and the other one to get something that's like $70, you know, so to kind of keep it right around that $25 mark is probably... Yes, I, and that was one of the goals also was to give people a, you know, a range or of an idea. And, and it's some probably a little more challenging to get teenager items, two items, but it's not so important for teenagers maybe to have both items, but most people have been very creative and been able to do it. And we ask that the gifts be wrapped, uh, but by being wrapped, they can also be put in a gift bag. And as long as nothing can fall out of the gift bag, and then the angel attached to the outside of it. And if you're not as... Uh, some some of the gifts that show up are unbelievably beautiful and i wrap one it's it's pretty iffy so bags came yeah. blessing for me yeah i'm with you on the gift bags I, you know anytime i try to wrap something it never turns out the way that i think it should <laughs> even a box somehow doesn't really doesn't really work so gift bags have always been a good good option for sure is there anything else jane that you think would be helpful for people to know about our angel tree uh, not thinking of anything right at the moment um people have always responded really well and and uh, it, I guess probably the most challenging job is if there is an angel that isn't attached firmly to the package, whose angel, what package did it belong to? So, so that would be a little reminder to make sure that that, uh, that angel is attached firmly. And if you take an angel, make sure that you bring, you bring a present for it. Because yeah. if you have that name, no one else can get that name. Or if you take an angel and realize that it's not going to work for you this year, just bring it back and we'll we'll cover it. Um, but we just don't want you to, to forget about it at home or um, take it and not be able to do something with it. Um, because that angel represents a child and we want to bless as many children as we can this year. Well, Jane, it, I am so grateful to have you join me today knowing that, that we have been a blessing to, to people right here in our own state who um, that's who God calls us to love, right? Our neighbor. So I can't think of a better, a better way to celebrate Christmas than to be a blessing. So thank you for making this available for people to get involved. Once again, I want to thank Jane Gilmore for uh, being kind of our point person for our Angel Tree Project. And I would encourage you again to take an angel home with you or more than one uh, and to bless these wonderful children at Milk's Camp. One thing I did forget to say in my kind of intro was uh, we are still looking for a few more applications for our leadership team. And so 
The leadership team will be meeting on November 30th that evening, and so if you can get your application in prior to that, especially if you are someone uh, who is on finance or has experience being on finance, um, but we also, uh, in, in, in SPR and trustees as well, we still need a few more gaps filled there. We're asking for nine people, uh, well, 11 total to apply for this out of a church of a couple hundred. And so I think this is completely doable. Uh, it's, it's, if God has been nudging you and you've been kind of holding off, hoping that someone else would fill it, know that God was nudging you for a reason. And, and so we want you to get that in. Uh, so that we have a full docket ready to go uh, January 1st. And so, uh, again, be praying about that and get that in this week if you can. God bless you, and we'll see you soon. Thank you for joining us on this episode of What's Going On, a video and audio podcast of First United Methodist Church in Yankton, South Dakota. We'd love to have you join us for worship on Sundays, and we have two options available. 9 a.m. is our contemporary service, and 10.30 a.m. is our traditional service. You can find those online as well at our website, www.firstumcyankton.org, or on YouTube. 